0: biblical tapestry podcast season 2 episode 12 the book of daniel interpretation and advice biblical tapestry is the podcast where we explore how the bible is its own commentary and how the gospel is thoroughly woven from genesis to revelation in this 12th episode in the book of daniel as we look at chapter 4 we see nebuchadnezzar's request for an interpretation of his second terrifying dream from god then the dream explained, and then Daniel's God inspired advice then for the king because of what the dream portrays. Alright, we'll start in Daniel chapter 4, starting in verse 18. This is the dream that I, King Nebuchadnezzar, had. Now, Pelteshazzar, tell me the interpretation, because none of the wise men of my kingdom can make the interpretation known to me. But you can, because you have a spirit of the holy gods. Then Daniel, whose name is Belteshazzar, was stunned for a moment, and his thoughts alarmed him, and the king said, Belteshazzar, don't let the dream or its interpretation alarm you. Belteshazzar answered, My lord, may the dream apply to those who hate you, and its interpretation to your enemies. The tree you saw, which grew large and strong, whose Reached to the sky and was visible to the whole earth, and whose leaves were beautiful and its fruit abundant, and on it was food for all, under its the wild animals lived, and in its branches the birds of the sky lived, that tree is you, your majesty, for you have become great and strong. Your greatness has grown and even reaches the sky, and your dominion extends to the ends of the earth. The king saw a watcher, a holy one, coming down from heaven and saying, Cut down the tree and destroy it, but leave the stump with its roots in the ground and with a band of iron and bronze around it in the tender grass of the field. Let him be drenched with dew from the sky and share food with the wild animals for seven periods of time. This is the interpretation, your majesty, and this is the decree of the Most High, That has been issued against my lord the king you will be driven away from people to live with the wild animals you will feed on the grass like cattle and be drenched with dew from the sky for seven periods of time until you acknowledge that the most high is ruler over human kingdoms and he gives them to anyone he wants As for the command to leave the tree stump with its roots, your kingdom will be restored to you as soon as you acknowledge that heaven rules. Therefore, may my advice seem good to you, my king. Separate yourself from your sins by doing what is right and from your injustices by showing mercy to the needy. Perhaps there will be an extension of your prosperity. All right, back to verse 18. This is the dream that I, King Nebuchadnezzar, had. Now, Belteshazzar, tell me the interpretation because none of the wise men of my kingdom can make the interpretation known to me, but you can because you have the spirit of the holy gods. Well, in the last episode, we went into Nebuchadnezzar's dream in detail, and much of it is revisited here. Once again, the wise men of Babylon could not interpret the dream even after Nebuchadnezzar told them about it, or perhaps they were too frightened to mention the implications. The king called on the man he put in charge of all of them after his first dream, and Daniel, or known to them as Belteshazzar, is asked by the king to interpret the dream for him. Nebuchadnezzar had faith in the chief counselor's ability Because of the special relationship he had shown that he had with his God Yahweh and that was demonstrated years before by the king's first disturbing dream of the statue verse 19 then Daniel whose name is Belteshazzar was stunned for a moment and his thoughts alarmed him the king said Belteshazzar don't let the dream or its interpretation alarm you Belteshazzar answered My Lord, may the dream apply to those who hate you in its interpretation to your enemies. Well, Daniel's reaction to the dream as described by Nebuchadnezzar was one of a very significant alarm, so much so that he was stunned and visibly shaken and was not able to answer the king. The word stunned here was the Aramaic word estoman, meaning to be appalled or astounded. This possible judgment on the king had more implications other than just for the king. Up to this point, Nebuchadnezzar had been relatively kind to the Israeli captives, and if he was no longer in charge, this also could have been a concern for Daniel as to who would replace him. He was so shaken that the king intervened and asked him not to be alarmed. Daniel's answer was if only this dream applied to the king's enemies and not to him. Daniel knew well that the This was a judgment being pronounced on Nebuchadnezzar for his continuing arrogance and failure to recognize that Yahweh was the only sovereign God. Verse 20. The tree you saw which grew large and strong, whose top reached to the sky and was visible to the whole earth, and whose leaves were beautiful and its fruit abundant, and on it was food for all. Under it the wild animals lived, and in its branches the birds of the sky lived." That tree is you, your majesty, for you have become great and strong. Your greatness has grown and even reaches the sky, and your dominion extends to the ends of the earth. Daniel knew that this great tree in the dream was representative of Nebuchadnezzar and his vast kingdom, a kingdom that, although not at all altruistic, did indeed provide prosperity and protection for the people of the earth. We have other examples in Scripture where a tree is representative of a man and his pride. Isaiah chapter 2, verse 12, it says, For a day, belong, for a day belonging to the Lord of armies is coming against all that is proud and lofty, against all that is lifted up, it will be humbled against all the cedars of Lebanon, lofty lifted up, against the oaks of Bashan. And then in Isaiah chapter 10, verse 32, Today the Assyrians will stand at Nob, shaking their fist at the mountain of Daughter of Zion, the hill of Jerusalem. Look, the Lord God of armies will chop off the branches with terrifying power, and the tall trees will be cut down, the high trees felled. He is clearing the thickets of the forest with an axe. And Lebanon with its majesty will fall. And then we see a lengthy passage in Ezekiel chapter 31 about the downfall of Egypt and Assyria, who had grown as mighty as trees like mighty cedars. And looking at Ezekiel chapter 31, starting in verses 10 through 12, therefore, this is what the Lord says, since it towered high in stature and set its top among the clouds, and it grew proud on account of its height. I determined to hand it over to the ruler of nations. He would surely deal with it. I banished it because of its wickedness. Foreigners and ruthless men from the nations cut it down and left it lying. Its limbs fell on the mountains and every valley its boughs lay broken to all the earth's ravines. All the people of the earth left its shade and abandoned it. So picking up In verse 22, Daniel is very clear that the tree was that king. You the king, Nebuchadnezzar. And then verse 23 says, The king saw a watcher, a holy one, coming down from heaven and saying, Cut down the tree and destroy it, but leave the stump with its roots in the ground and with a band of iron and bronze around it and the tender grass of the field. Let him be drenched with dew from the sky and share food with the wild animals for seven periods of time. This is the interpretation, Your Majesty, and this is the decree of the Most High that has been issued against my Lord the King. So Daniel now quotes the dream that Nebuchadnezzar saw and introduces the interpretation by saying that the Watcher was a messenger from the Most High God, and this dream was a pronouncement against the King. Verse 25. You will be driven away from people to live with the wild animals. You will feed on grass like cattle and be drenched with dew from the sky for seven periods of time until you acknowledge that the Most High is ruler over human kingdoms, and he gives them to anyone he wants. This is specific to Nebuchadnezzar, that this great and mighty king would be reduced to eating grass like a cow and behave like other animals. Although the term for grass is the Aramaic word asad, meaning vegetables and herbs that may not have just been grass, but this would result in him being driven away from all other people and living beside cattle. So this type of lycanthropy would be more accurately termed as boanthropy as he behaved like a bull or an ox. Even at night, Nebuchadnezzar would remain with the cattle as in the morning he would be drenched with the dew of the night. This, obviously, insane behavior, would last for seven years. Now, some reasoning would remain with the king as this term being seven years, well, it would last until the king acknowledges that he is nothing compared to a sovereign god and then releases his arrogant pride. One man in history who thought himself to be a cat remained gainfully employed for 13 years, says C.F. Keck in his book on lycanthropy. So while Nebuchadnezzar behaved and thought himself to be an ox, he may not have been without total reason, it appears. Although that sounds quite unreasonable. There is a condition called monomania. It is a condition of mental imbalance, in which the sufferer is deranged on one significant in one specific significant area, says R.K. Harrison. Verse 26 As for the command to leave the tree stumped with its roots, and your kingdom will be restored to you as soon as you acknowledge that heaven rules. Well, here's the one good thing to all of this as soon as the king can acknowledge that the heaven rules, or God is sovereign, Yahweh is sovereign, then all the kingdom will be restored back to Nebuchadnezzar. During this time, apparently for those seven years, Nebuchadnezzar's son Amel Marduk, Ev- evidently he ruled the empire and the government continued as it had. Now we have no record of this illness in the cuneiforms found in Babylon, but that's not necessarily a surprise that this would have been uh, not a favorable. Attributes record. So where does the leave the king and how should he respond? Well Daniel, unprovoked it appears, goes ahead and lends counsel to the king. Verse twenty seven. Therefore may my advice seem good to you, my king. Separate yourself from your sins by doing what is right and from your injustices by showing mercy to the needy, perhaps there will be an extension of your prosperity. So tactfully, the chief of advisors to the king and a follower of Yahweh informs him that the best way to respond to this devastating pronouncement is that he should separate himself from his sins by repenting. Repenting. Repentance is a change in direction. And that is what Daniel is suggesting to the king. Do what is right, do not show injustice by showing mercy to the needy. We know the king had all the power and financial resources to help others, but as most people do today, they practice an indulgent lifestyle and ignore the hardships of others. By acting kindly, the king would be acknowledging that he is not sovereign and that God is. Daniel knew that Yahweh had the ability to forgive and perhaps a change in direction and acknowledging Yahweh would forgo this pronounced judgment on the king. Now certainly this was not a plan of salvation, as works alone cannot save a person. We need a savior to pay the penalty of sin for us that was accomplished by Jesus Christ on the cross of Calvary, because all of sinned and come short of the glory of God. But it perhaps could have been true for the king that God would have withheld judgment if the king had changed his ways. and Isaiah chapter 1 verse 15 it says when you spread out your hands in prayer it's talking to Israel at the time I will refuse to look at you even if you offer countless prayers I will not listen your hands are covered with blood and then he goes on and says verse 16 of Isaiah 1 wash yourselves clean yourselves remove your evil deeds from my sight stop doing evil learn to do what is good pursue justice correct the oppressor, defend the rights of the fatherless, plead the widow's cause. So why are you in your relationship with God today? Do you acknowledge him? Do you need to repent from a life that ignores God and is so self-absorbed? Do you need to change direction and repent and acknowledge Christ as the Lord of Lords and the King of Kings? Perhaps Christ is calling you now to come to him I again hope you enjoy this Season 2 study in the book of Daniel. Next, Episode 13 and Chapter 4, we will continue to study God's judgment on the King and the fulfillment of the dream. God bless you today, and I encourage you to spend some time in God's Word. Please note that Biblical Tapestry once again has a Facebook and Instagram page, and encourage you to like this podcast if you feel that it is deserved. God bless, and take care.